0: Don't touch the dial. Before we get into today's episode, I want to tell you something that I don't think I've told you before. I'll be on stage at the DealMaker Live event in Dallas, Texas on July 25th, 6th, and 7th. This event is going to be insane. Michael Blanc will be there. Hal Elrod will be there. Corey Peterson. Robert Helms. Are you kidding me? Adam Adams. Joe Fairless. Andrew Cushman. Matt Fairclough, David Zook. Brian Burke, Michael Becker, Reed Goosens, Dan Hanford, and Neil Bawa. It's going to be insane. I hope to see you there. Just go to dealmakerliveevent.com forward slash Adam to get an extra 100 bucks off and not to pay full price. Do the forward slash Adam. That link's in the show notes. So go ahead and go into the links and grab your tickets right now to Dallas. I'll see you on July 25th through 27th. It's time for the Creative Real Estate Podcast, your source for out-of-the-box real estate investing strategies, brought to you by realbluespruce.com. Here, we're back with Carol Ellis, and this episode is all gonna be about opportunity zones. This is something that you ought to know, whether you're somebody who wants to run the opportunity zone fund, or whether you're heavily accredited, or what do they call the uh, ultra-wealthy, And you need to get rid of some money and start getting some depreciation or and save on taxes You're going to want to listen to the opportunity zones because it might not be everything that it was cracked up to be So i'm here with carol ellis who's going to share her feeling on the pros and cons of Opportunity zone and what you need to watch out for
1: Okay, (laughs) wow so I think that opportunity zones as a concept were really exciting. And um, I, in, in reality, they're also really exciting. And the potential to defer some of the gains and all, you know, all sorts of things that you can do and the amount of flexibility in that program is incredible. Um, also, just the opportunity to be involved in a real economic revival in a community in which you're investing is huge. However, that legislation was written, I was at a conference actually this past January, and it was really interesting. Um, It was the Sam Freshman Standard Management CRE 2019 conference. And it was all about commercial real estate. And they had a big panel of people who were not only involved in opportunity zones, but also accountants, people who had been sitting on various, you know, other boards and things like that dealing with opportunity zones. And the thing that was fascinating about it was what they said about sort of how quickly the legislation went through for opportunity zones, and that it was written to create, you know, maximum opportunity possible. But in doing that, there were a lot of things that were not specified about how the opportunity zones would work. And so there have been all of these constant revisions to how they work and how they can be applied and things like that. And one of the things that they said was that it's just incredibly important to make sure you're working with someone who's actually managing your fund who is capable of interpreting those changes, knows if they even apply or if they're grandfathered, you know, all sorts of things like that. Because I mean, that was just the biggest takeaway to me is that it was written in such an open way that sure, the opportunity is vast, but um, they're constantly revising it to sort of adjust it to make it work the way the legislators envision it.
0: (laughs) And I think there's a lot to look at when it comes to the operators of opportunity zones. There's a lot of people that have been operating these types of products projects, um, whether it was building it from ground up or heavily putting a lot of money into into repositioning a property like a multifamily like like we run and now there's this thing called Opportunity Zone, and what it what it really has um, a stigma to is like, oh my gosh, this is my saving grace I'm going to save hundreds of thousands of dollars by." hurrying and putting, uh, you know, all of my money into this opportunity zone fund. Um, But what I found just when I've actually went to the family office conference and other conferences, maybe like the one that you went to in January, is that a lot of the people that are starting opportunity zone funds have never run a fund ever in their life. They've never uh, ever uh, successfully repositioned a property they just know that all of this money is flowing there. And so they're getting involved right now so that they can have an Opportunity Zone fund. What are your thoughts on that? Have you met anyone like, like I have that's come up and been like, oh, I'm just gonna do Opportunity Zone. It seems like the thing to do.
1: Well, I mean, if you look at our, at our industry, our sector, I mean, everybody either wants to invest in one because a lot of people simply wanna be able to say that they're involved or, or wants to start one. And again, they were written to make, to draw that kind of involvement. But what's interesting is that that legislation was really written more to support small businesses versus real estate investors. And I don't think that they really expected this influx of what I would say is probably one of the most creative subpopulations in the entrepreneurial world. Um, and I think that's partly why there's all of this revision and clarification and fine printing going on, kind of to deal with that. because. It is not, it is very complicated, and I suspect it's quite hard to get involved if you do it correctly. Um, It is not that complicated to get involved either with an Opportunity Zone fund or even to, you know, at least take a stab at running something on a fairly small bait level. And um, that's amazing, but it's also very dangerous. It's just like any other self directed investment, you know, you can hang yourself if you're not careful.
0: Yeah. Any closing thoughts on Opportunity Zones before we get into the final five?
1: I would say just if if you were going to do it, make sure that, um, you know, vet, vet the guy who's running your fund or the gal. Just make sure that they really have the wherewithal to follow the legislation and to follow the fine print and, and understand it, that they have the background to understand it.
0: Is there... Is there a tip or a trick that you might have for somebody listening or watching that that is your way of vetting an operator? Is there a tip that that you can help somebody so that because most of us don't know what to do to vet? It's like, what does that mean? Like, do I do a background check? Do I call their mom? What, what, do you, what do you mean by that?
1: <laughs> well, and it's also, it's harder because, you know, they say, generally, if you vet somebody who's running any sort of syndication, you say, oh, well, look and see what the other ones they've done. Well, opportunity zones are relatively new. So I would say that really the onus is on you as an investor. I don't know that we are all equipped. I certainly don't know if I would be to read all the legislation, all the fine print. So I think you would have to look at them and still look at their history. How have their other things gone? Um, when things went wrong? What was the outcome? you know, a lot of stuff that you know that everybody knows you do anyway. You look at the market, you look at what they've done well before. And um, I was pretty impressed with the desperate need for a really savvy accountant just involved directly with that operation. What that accountant said on that panel was just different than what everybody else was saying. And she Cleared a lot of
0: people up on a lot of things. Hey, podcast listener, I will be in Dallas, Texas on July 25th, 26th, and 27th of this year. July 25th, 26th, and 27th. I'd love to meet you there, but that's not why I'm sharing this. Why I'm sharing this is holy cow, the people that are going to be speaking at this event, I mean, there's going to be hundreds of attendees. Hal Elrod, Corey Peterson, Robert Helms. Joe Fairless, Andrew Cushman, me, Adam Adams, Matt Fairclough, David Zook, Brian Burke, Michael Becker, Reed Goosens, Dan Hanford, and Neil Bawa. It's going to be insane. It'll be in Dallas, Texas on July, I almost forgot, July 25th, 26th and 27th. I want you to go get your tickets. Just go to dealmakerliveevent.com forward slash Adam. If you do the forward slash Adam, you'd save an, an extra hundred bucks. Okay. Don't just go to dealmakerliveevent.com because then you pay an extra hundred bucks, but go to dealmakerliveevent.com forward slash Adam. And I'll just put that link in the show notes. See you there. We're going to hop into the final five. So the first question of the final five is what is the most creative deal you've ever done
1: gosh adam i don't know how to no to problem <laughs> what is a
0: book you recommend what's a book you recommend
1: well of course i recommend the uh comprehensive guide to self-directed iras which you can find on our. who website. wrote that brian and i wrote that
0: <laughs> <laughs> i love it i love it and you can get it for ten dollars twenty dollars
1: a hundred dollars you can get it for free if you go to um SDI society.com. You ought to be able to find the link there, or you can um, you you can go from there, and uh, it will. You can text, You can get it the ebook for free.
0: Thank you so much. All right. <laughs> so where were you five years ago? And then the follow up question to that is to give us where will you be five years from today?
1: Well, five years ago, um, SDI Society had recently been founded. Um, it was an expansion of our. Previous Brian Ellis investing letter, and uh, also I had just had my second son. So I was not getting a lot of sleep five years ago. And where would I like to be five years from now? Yep. Uh, I would like to be sitting right here. Um, This is really, I love this job. This is my dream job. I mean, you know, of course it is. I work with Brian and for myself, but um, I think it is so important and such an honor to educate, to, to run an educational platform that serves such a unique purpose. It's um, in investors, real estate investors, and also more broadly, self-directed investors are one of the most exciting and admirable populations of people. Um, they come up with amazing things constantly. And uh, I just want to continue to serve that population in this capacity.
0: Well, that kind of ties us into the next question, which was how you give back. So if you've already answered it, you don't have to answer it again.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's what I want to do, basically, is um, just continue to educate um, and communicate and work with this population of people.
0: Perfect. And the last question is, and see, most of my guests, they come on and I say, how do people get a hold of you? And they give me 10 different ways that that people can find them, get a hold of them, email them, text them. What is the one single best way that the listener can find you and get a hold of you?
1: If you want to get me specifically, or do you want to go to SDI Society?
0: You're going to have to make a decision.
1: (laughs) Because I only get one, right? Um, (laughs) Go to sdisociety.com because you can find us all there.
0: I love it. Thank you so much. You added so much value to the podcast on both episodes. Really, really appreciate it. And until next time, my friend, think outside the box. From the bottom of my heart, I want to just say thank you. Thanks for listening. Thanks for uh, coming onto the podcast. I hope you've noticed one of the things that I'm absolutely trying to do right here on the podcast, and and I hope you've already noticed this, is I'm trying to bring as many amazing women on the podcast to really let that light shine. And that's the same thing that I'm doing with my events. So, like, I have uh, Tamil Kenny. I've got uh, Alina Trigub, I've got Jillian Sidoti, Ellie Perlman, Kathy Fedke, Maureen Miles, Peely Yarusi, some just incredible humans, incredible women that'll be on stage at the Raising Money Summit this year. I hope you decide to go ahead and grab your tickets and see what all of the speakers, not just the women, but the men and the women, have to to do and present for us. I think we're gonna learn a lot and not only that, but the networking is gonna be outrageous. So I hope you'll accept my invitation to come to the Raising Money Summit by going to raisingmoneysummit.com. Check out all of the speakers, the ones that I just mentioned and the rest of them as well. Check out the speaker lineup, check out the already amazing ticket prices that we have and grab your discount for it as well. There's, there's a special right now anyway, and plus that you could still use the promo code on top of it, which is awesome. Just put in podcast. So that's your promo code. That's your discount code. But there's a discount anyway. Plus take that off and you'll save a bunch of money. I definitely want to see you there October 3rd, 4th and 5th.